What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you stopping by. How are you? How was your weekend? Hope it was fantastic. Uh, Other than the fact that it is now raining cats and dogs, literally, at 12.02 a.m. on a Monday, I hope your weekend is wrapping up rather nicely. The rain is literally hitting my windows so hard right now. It is ridiculous. Uh, Public service announcement before we get underway today. If you are one of those that drive 65 in a 45 when it is raining ridiculously, please slow down. I don't want to have to lay my horn 50 times on the way home as I almost did on my way home because the freeways were crazy from my vantage point and I took Las Vegas Boulevard straight down, which was fine. But if you're swerving in and out of traffic trying to get home in this rain, I get it. We're all trying to get home, but don't put other people at risk. That, that's all That's all I'm saying. That's my, that's my weather PSA. Uh, for today. Uh, I said we were going to do a podcast after Saturday. Obviously, could not get to it. It was a little busy, but we're back on track for this week. But it turns out we have a lot to talk about. And part of it has to do with the game that happened tonight between the Golden Knights and the Kings. Another part of that has to do with the injury to Mark Stone and just what in the world the Golden Knights can do between now and the end of the regular season. But before we get to all that, Usual housekeeping items out of the way before we get started. Uh, another welcome to you. If this is the first time you've clicked upon this podcast, as this is a daily podcast about the Vegas Golden Knights, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On VGK. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster21. Or if you want to send an email, lockedongoldenknights at gmail.com is the place to do that. So let let's get the uh, let's get the game out of the way first before we talk about Mark Stone. We'll talk about uh, that injury later on. But let's start with the game that happened tonight between the Golden Knights and the Kings. Uh, Golden Knights had a chance to ex- or extend what would have been a team record nine game winning streak tonight against their division rivals. But for some weird reason, the Los Angeles Kings have not been good for the last two seasons since the Golden Knights swept them in the playoffs in 2018. But for some reason, the Kings have this laid out revenge plan against the Golden Knights that it just it forces Vegas to completely forget how to play against the L.A. Kings. A four to one final tonight at T-Mobile Arena. The Kings get the victory over the Golden Knights, ending the Golden Knights by all accounts. Unbelievable. Eight game winning streak. Uh, Seven game home winning streak also comes to an end. Just a rough game. I mean, I mean, you look at it from all the standpoints. The Golden Knights put 43 shots on Cal Peterson. By the way, if you're a backup goaltender and you play for the Los Angeles Kings, you're likely going to have a career night against the Golden Knights. Uh, Jack Campbell did it earlier in the year. I think it was 44 saves back in January. Tonight, Cal Peterson, who they uh, acquired, I believe, on the deadline, goes out and makes a career-high 42 saves against the Golden Knights. The Kings only needed 17 shots to put four goals on Marc-Andre Fleury. We could sit here all day and debate whether or not those were actually Fleury's faults or whether it was the guys in front of him. I personally believe it was the guys in front of him because you cannot allow Anze Kopitar to get that much positioning in front of the Vegas crease. 
for both goals, mind you. The first goal, he had so much time and space to try and beat Flurry top shelf, which he he did. And the second one on the power play corrals the rebound. By the time Flurry gets over to his left, uh, Kopitar puts it in, and the rest is history. 2-0. The way that the Kings have played against the Golden Knights as of late, a 2-0 lead is really all you need. I mean, you look back to that aforementioned game in January when Malcolm Subban at the time was playing some of the best hockey of his career. He gives up four goals in the first period, and all of a sudden, doom doom and gloom uh, encompass T-Mobile Arena. Tonight, a little bit different. I mean, the Golden Knights got a lot of shots on there. I thought they got a couple of really good high-danger chances. They missed a lot of nets. I think it was 83 total shot attempts for the Golden Knights in this game. And in the second period, especially when they got on the board and took the and cut the lead to three to one on Shea Theodore's power play goal, I thought Vegas started putting up the pressure. They started attacking the net. They had a couple of great chances uh, in the slot. Peterson made some good saves, but again, Vegas made or Vegas missed a lot of shots leading up to that. And then the straw that broke the camel's back was Alex Iafalo's power play goal. Uh, Literally after, I think, probably the softest goalie interference call I think I've seen this year, uh, you can't, I don't think you should call goalie interference if you're getting literally pushed into a goaltender who's sliding over to where you're getting pushed into. That's just my opinion. Uh, the Golden Knights had a couple of penalties called on them tonight, which I didn't think were should have been called at all. Uh, one of them in particular was after uh, I believe Drew Doughty was called for goaltender interference. Gold Knights had a delayed power play or delayed penalty, and they were working with the six on five advantage. And then I think it was Nate Schmidt gets called for interference when that wasn't interference under any circumstance. And if there was any penalty to that, should have been a five on three if it was possible to give a five on three to someone for flopping because Dustin Brown just went flying 300 feet into the air. Uh, when Schmidt was called for interference. So a couple of bad penalties that I think derailed the Golden Knights' chances of getting back in this game, but you can't put that all on penalties. Golden Knights got a lot of shots. The volume of some of those shots maybe weren't in the high-danger areas where they were expecting, but at the end of the day, Cal Peterson stood tall, had a career-high 42 saves, and the Golden Knights just... You, you can't make those mistakes the way that they did. I mean, the the uh, the first goal, you know, we talked about Zach Whitecloud and how great he's been as of late. The problem is, is that he has not he has those rookie blunders the last few games. I looked toward the uh, the Buffalo game the other night when uh, he had that turnover and Robin Leonard's first shot that he saw was a goal allowed, but fortunately Leonard settled in and stopped, I think it was 32 of his next 33, and ended up winning the game. White Cloud goes to play the puck behind the net, but there's already someone else behind the net to play the puck, and by the time Kopitar gets the puck on his stick in front of the crease, Kopitar could have made a sandwich before he put that thing top shelf. So I'm not going to put that all on White I'm not going to put the whole loss on White Cloud, but I'm just saying we're starting to expect these rookie mistakes every now and then. He's been fantastic, but we've got to expect these. We've got to expect these mistakes. I mean, he's a rookie. He's been playing well. He's a better option than Derek Anglin right now. It, it's You just have to live and die with the fact that he's going to make those errors. Um, other than that, I mean, like I said, Golden Knights got a lot of good shots, a lot of good danger chances, high danger chances. Cal Peterson came up big. And the Golden Knights just could not get more than one goal 
on the board, which is unfortunate because the eight game winning streak is over. But now it's a good chance to reset, recollect yourself, and go into Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils, a team that you should win against, even though the Devils have played a little bit better since the last time they saw them. Was it back in November or December, whatever it was? The Golden Knights have a chance to kind of hit the reset button and kind of get back on track. Their lead in the Pacific is back down to four points uh, with the Oilers winning the other night. Um, But the Golden Knights have been able to kind of establish some separation At this point of the season, which I think is more than I think anybody could say, uh, considering how close it's been for the for the most part. But Vegas up by four points on Edmonton, still six points on Vancouver. You got to like where you are if you're Vegas. I, I mean, I know it's crazy, but and you probably should have banked those points at home the way you should have. And you've only got five home games left in the season because you got a lot of road games and especially a lot of road games in Canada coming up. It it would have been more beneficial to bank those points. Don't get me wrong, but if there was a time to end the streak and to kind of recollect, knowing that Mark Stone is going to be out for a little bit of time, uh, I think this was probably the game to have it happen. And I and that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, if you think about it. Uh, but we will be touching on. Mark Stone and his injury in a little bit and how much that impacts Vegas, which is self-explanatory. But before we do, uh, if you've been a listener to this podcast before, you know, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Golden Knights is a great way for your local business to reach fashion and Golden Knights fans just like you. And unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners And we're not just talking about any podcast listener. We're talking about a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Golden Knights fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. And I can tell you, there is not a city that that talks about the NHL that I think supports local businesses more than Las Vegas. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are we'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success once again text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked backslash advertising so let us break down what could be the make or break moment of this season for the golden knights and that is the injury to star forward Mark Stone. Now, it appears that Stone sustained the injury at the tail end of Wednesday's game against Edmonton. To the extent of which we know, I I look back at the tape, it looks like it's in the final minute. Uh, Stone did stay on the bench and then eventually came out to celebrate with his teammates. He did not play in Friday's game. He did not play tonight, obviously. Pete DeBoer is calling this a week-to-week injury no surgery required, but Stone is expected back uh, in the lineup before the regular season ends, which is probably the best case scenario for the Golden Knights because the way it was sounding a couple of days ago, it did not sound good from Pete DeBoer's standpoint. It did not sound good from the Golden Knights standpoint. The fact that they were able to get the victory the way that they did on Friday I, without Stone, I think, was a huge testament to not only winning without him, but winning with Leonard in net, I thought was spectacular. And then you come back on Sunday, the game against the Kings, even though, again, the Kings have not been great, but it's been a struggle, really. 
against the Kings. They've run into hot goaltending. Vegas has against them. Campbell, Peterson, sometimes quick. Um, It just really has not been able to generate on the charts if you're a Golden Knights fan against the Kings. But like I said, you you get rid of the bad juju when it comes to the losing to come to the winning streak now, and then you get ready for New Jersey on Tuesday. Now, obviously, having Stone out for you know a couple weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, or at least until maybe the last week or the second to last week of the regular season, uh, it does not bode well, especially knowing that the Golden Knights have a load. And I mean a load of games coming up within their division. I'll just run it right down for you. There's, I mean, what are we at? Uh, 15 games to go, which, by the way, holy crap. But, I mean, let's look at the schedule. After the New Jersey game, you got the five-game roadie at Winnipeg, at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Minnesota, at Colorado. The Calgary and Edmonton one is back-to-back. And you're already, and those are your two big division games with Calgary still fighting for a playoff spot, and you know Edmonton is right on the heels of Vegas. Then you have the home game against Dallas, and then on the road against Arizona, and then the final three home games of the year: Detroit, Vancouver, Arizona. So two bigger, two more big uh, division games right there, and then the final ones of the year: Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. So, I mean, we'll do a quick count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight division games in the final 15. That is a lot of four-point games if you're doing the math there. So that it, that's a crucial stretch for Vegas. And likely speaking, they're going to have to go a good four or five of those games without Mark Stone. Now, it goes without saying what Stone brings to this team. 200-foot player, Selkie finalist, uh, superstar forward, superstar scorer. Uh, the way that he, Pacioretty, and Carlson have turned that line into such a dominant force at both ends is really a sight to behold. And the fact now that that line kind of has to throw in a guy like, say, a Chandler Stevenson, maybe, or even a Nicholas Waugh, who got promoted to the second line mid-game, and was probably the best player on the ice for the Golden Knights tonight. You know, I think Vegas can survive. And obviously, obviously, I think they can survive without Stone. Do I think they can be on a run of dominance the way that they have been? I don't think so. It's going to be very difficult for them to kind of keep up the pace of where they were. I don't expect them to go on another eight-game run between now and, you know, whatever, mid-March, whatever the case may be. But... This five-game road trip is going to be crucial, and it's going to be required of you know a good number of players to step up and play some of their best hockey. We're expecting Alex Tuck to return. I would, if I had to guess, since he is on long-term injured reserve, I would have to assume March 9th against Edmonton would be Tuck's return date. Maybe Mar- I think it is March 9th is the cutoff um, to when Tuck would return. If it's a little bit earlier, I'll double check, but I think. Off the top of my head, I think it is the ninth. Alex Tuck will be back soon. Um, you know, guys, again, like Nicholas Waugh. I think Nicholas Waugh would be perfect on the second line. He's played well in the wing, and he had some good moments tonight. I think he's deserving of a shot and deserving of, of a promotion. You know, other guys are going to need to step up, though. Chandler Stevenson, uh, the newly acquired Nick Cousins, I think, has been very great so far. Um, I think he's going to have to play at his best. 
I think the fourth line is going to have to try and pick up the scoring a little bit, the way that Carrier, No Second Reeves continue to start games. I think they're going to have to start establishing the, t- the, the tempo and establishing uh, the tone as early and as often as they can, because if you can get that line going, it's going to take the pressure off of everybody else. And obviously, the other top line, Marshall has got to start scoring again. Smith has to keep it going. Stasny's been a little bit quiet. Those guys need to keep it going. But when you're talking about Stone, it's obvious what you're missing. You're missing a guy who is one, probably your best playmaker, without question. He's probably your top playmaker. Uh, very, very uh, good on the penalty kill. There's no denying that. He takes away one of your playmakers in the power play that has been so ridiculously good as of late. And you're just missing a guy who is willing to go into the into war with you, I, I guess. I mean, he, he's always in the middle of the scrums. He's always in the middle of something. He's always defending his teammates. Not that I'm saying that the Golden Knights are going to lose that toughness with Stone out. They're, they're a really tough team and have no qualms of getting into it with anybody. But it's a different animal with Stone. And I think just his all-around impact. It's why the Golden Knights paid him all that money. It's why the Golden Knights gave him that contract extension for all those things that I just laid out. That's why he's getting paid the big bucks. Can the Golden Knights survive without him? It's going to be tough, but I think we're going to see the true test of the depth of this team. You know what I mean? We're going to see how these guys can really show what they're worth. Uh, Vegas just recalled Brandon Peary on Saturday and God help Brandon Peary. He's going to have to start scoring too. Like if he's going to be on that third line or God forbid on the fourth line, if Carrier gets bumped up, which was the case tonight, if that's the case, Peary's got to start scoring. I think he played 10 minutes tonight and he had one shot on goal and it was a, it was one shot where it was all alone in the slot and he still could not score. Brandon Peary needs to find a way to hit the back of the net if he's going to have any role on this team before Alex Tuck comes back. Because if he doesn't, then I I I, sh- I shudder to think w- what will happen to Brandon Peary going forward with this team. I, I it just there's a reason why there have been other guys that have been called up multiple times over than Brandon Peary. And yes, he's a great scorer in the AHL, but when he gets to the NHL. He's just lost that scoring touch, and I have no idea where or why or how. But, I mean, that is it. That is the case right now with this team. But, obviously, Stone being out, I think, kind of put a huge hole in a lot of those areas, especially on the power play, especially on that line with Carlson and Pacioretty for as good as they've been. And, again, Carlson and Pacioretty, I thought were, again, two of the best players on the ice uh, tonight, you know, they missed a couple of nets. Pacioretty had one that hit the post that eventually led to Theodore hitting uh, the goal to put him uh, put him down three one. But those two, I think, by themselves can at least sustain that line, no matter who you put in there. I would like to see Nicholas Waugh get some get some run. I think that would be great to put him on the second line, give him some more time. I think he's absolutely deserving of it. But we'll see how it goes. But right now. It is, cru- it is crucial for the Golden Knights. I mean, if we take it for what it's worth, you know, two weeks, uh, be back on the 15th. He might be back on the tail end of that Colorado game, which would be the final game of that five-game road trip uh, at Colorado, which I think would be the perfect game to have him back in there. 
But in hindsight, the way the Colorado's been kicking the Golden Knights' collective ass this year, maybe that's not the best idea, but, you know, that's so far as what I know. But, again, crucial. you you got to hope that Edmonton loses a couple games here and there. you got to hope Vancouver can continue to blow three-goal leads or four-goal leads or however many goals they blew tonight. You have to hope for that as well. But I think the the Golden Knights are right where they need to be. You know, they got a four-point lead in the division, 15 games to go. Uh, I think Edmonton still has like a game or two in hand. So it's not like Edmonton's completely out of it. But I do like the fact that the Golden Knights are where they are right now. And if they can win a couple more of these games, especially Tuesday against New Jersey, which I think Robin Leonard will start, then at least you can kind of establish that separation again. And, you know, at this rate, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do is uh, establish a little bit of separation time after time and go into that five-game road trip, and hopefully you can get about six points out of that. If you can get six points out of that five-game road trip and especially beat the, the division teams, you're in pretty good shape. And I think that's got to be the key focus for the Golden Knights. Don't worry so much about winning every single game. Just win the division games that are most important. I think because if you can win, if you can win, I would say six out of eight of those division games that you have left, that's 12 points. That puts you at 92 points. You're probably going to win a few more games out of that, right? So you're probably going to win three more home games. So you're sitting at 98 points. That should be more than enough to win the Pacific. At, At this rate, that should be more than enough to get you a Pacific division title and get you a home playoff series in round one. And may, and of course, if you make it beyond that, be a home series in round two. So if Vegas can just win a good majority of those division games, then I think they're fine. So it, it may not matter as much to lose to, say, a Minnesota. It may not matter to lose to a Colorado. It may not matter as much to lose you know, to a Winnipeg once or twice. But you know that if you're Vegas, just take care of the games you need to win. And you'll feel a lot better going into the playoffs at that rate. That's just my opinion. And again, usually I'm wrong about these things. So if I'm wrong, let me know. That that, that is what it is. Um, so didn't really think about going into a look around the league tonight. I think there were only five games, and you know Washington beat be Minnesota. That was fun. Uh, you know, you know a couple of good games around the docket. So you know it's. It is what it is. I don't, I don't think we need to go full regalia into a look around the league tonight. Uh, but I will take one look at the Pacific. I think that's something that we should definitely uh, take a look at right now if I get the standings real quick up here. Because Vegas, as we mentioned before now, four-point lead uh, on Edmonton, five-point lead on the Flames. The Flames have actually gotten up have passed Vancouver in, in the division. So right now it would be Vegas, Vancouver in round one. Um, Arizona is tied with Nashville for the second wild card. Winnipeg is also right there. The Wild are one point back of Nashville as well. Um, I'm looking at this, and this is all I'm going to say. There was, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Dom Lachizan who had the probability charts for first round playoff series. Please sign me up for Vegas, Nashville, please sign me up for Vegas, Nashville in the first round. So I'm going to need Nashville to move up and pass Vancouver because I need that series. 
I want to go to Nashville. I want to be in Nashville for games three and four of a playoff series. That would be absolutely incredible to watch that unfold. I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun. It would be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, the wild card race is shaping up rather nicely. The wild are hanging in there. Uh, Only a point back. God help Vegas if they they got to play Minnesota in round one. I I don't know how that's going to handle them, but... You know, the history between Vegas and Minnesota is not very good. Winnipeg, I think, would be an interesting choice, an interesting first-round choice. Obviously, Winnipeg's a little bit banged up compared to the last time Vegas played him in the playoffs, which was, of course, the Western Conference Final. So I'm not sure if Winnipeg has enough to get past there, but Nashville's coming, man. And I think Nashville and Vegas would be one hell of a playoff series with a lot of storylines, primarily the coaching staffs. Because God help this this playoff series if John Hines gets the Predators to the playoffs and Pete DeBoer leads the Golden Knights to the playoffs. What a weird time we live in, right? <laughs> what a very weird time that we live in with this. And, man, the Flames are hanging around, man. The Flames, uh, they leapfrog the Canucks. At, if we can get Edmonton and Calgary in round one, uh, Zach Cassian may have to fight everybody by the time uh, Game 7 rolls around. There might not be anybody left to fight because everyone will pick a fight with him. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the lay of the land right now in the Pacific Division in the wildcard race. But, yes, sign me up for Vegas-Nashville. I'm here for it. I need it so bad because I want to travel to Nashville for a playoff series. So that will do it. For me tonight, everybody. I think so, yeah. Uh, by the way, if it is still raining by the time you listen to this, which, again, it's 1228, I think the rain might have somewhat stopped. Um, please be careful driving. That's that's all I ask. I, I feel like we're friends, right? We're all friends. We listen to each other. You know, listen to me every day. I don't listen to you as much. I would like to, if you have any qualms or anything you'd like to say. Um, yeah, please drive safely in everything you do. If it says the speed limit, follow the speed limit. You can go a little bit faster. Just don't be an asshole about it. That's all I'm saying. Um, Another thing, if you are an Apple podcast, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on the podcast. Let's people know uh, where to find the podcast. Let's me know how I'm doing uh, as a podcaster and as a host. I did get a very nice review from Marine Dog 1987 uh, said he was thoroughly enjoying listening to the show and has some uh, friends and family about, uh, told him about the podcast and hope that they subscribe as well. Um, loves the opinions and, uh, would like to run into me sometime at CNA. I'm always welcome for anybody who wants to chat at city national arena. I'm not that hard to find. I'm the wacky looking one with the glasses and now, a a very interesting haircut courtesy of my wife today, which so, which was a actually a lot of people thought was good. So my wife doesn't have to feel like she's, uh, you know, <laughs> she felt bad because of how it looked, but it turned out fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always available to chat. If you want to talk gold nights at city national arena, feel free to come up to me. We'd definitely love to chat with you. Um, but on that note, that'll do it for me tonight, everybody. So thank you for downloading, listening, sharing, subscribing, all that jazz. Uh, again, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher, all that good jazz and wherever else you consume your podcasting, we're more than likely on there. So thank you guys 
and we'll be back tomorrow. I think we'll just get you ready for the Devils game tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so until then, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.